Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm the founder of Koya. Koya remembers that everything is interconnected, lives a lifestyle of reverence, integrates the polarities of masculine and feminine, light and dark, and heaven and earth into wholeness. Koya honors the energy that moves outwards to the cardinal directions, to the north, to trust the physical sensation of truth in the body, to the south, anchoring your truth through doing your sacred work in the world, to the west, following the call of your soul to explore, and to the east, living your life as prayer. Koya also honors the energy that moves inwards to access your inner wisdom, inner creativity, inner sensuality, and inner light. Koya honors through movement, ritual, community, and pilgrimage, exploring the paths that point you back to your soul, giving you courage to enter the portal of possibility, to remember to remember. Our first series is about the call to create and that our bodies were meant to do this. We'll explore the themes of menstruation, pregnancy, hormonal cycles, and the value of lived experience in the body as a way to map the path of creation from idea to actualization. Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm so honored to be here with Ann Davin. And to give you an indication of my respect, awe, and love of Ann Davin, I'd love to share that I asked her to write the intro to my book, The Forward, and I also asked her to marry me, to be the officiant of my wedding ceremony. So I, I said to her before we started that I'm the president of her fan club, but we all have missions in the world. One of mine with Koya is really supporting the embodiment of the feminine and reimagining our world, living a lifestyle of reverence. And then onto that is telling everyone with ears to hear about Ann Davin. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm fulfilling part of my life purpose by having her on this podcast with us today. And I'm so excited to begin this conversation and welcome. Thank you so much, Ann, for being here. Well, I I am your biggest fan, so easy thing to say yes to, and I'm excited for our conversation, for everyone who will be listening to the podcast and engaging in Koya. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to dive in and explore some of the themes that come through your work. I know you have this course, Feminosity. I've been on some of the trips to Taos, New Mexico, visiting the Pueblo, which have been some of the most life-changing, life-affirming experiences I've had. And I'd love to hear from you about what you do and, and the heartbeat and pulse of your offerings in the world. Sure. Well, as you know, I'm a depth psychologist, which is the study of soul, the soul within us and the soul outside of us in the world. So basically, I've dedicated my career to listening to the soul of woman, you know, from Mm. the front lines of working in rape crisis shelters, or uh, I'm sorry, rape crisis teams and better women's shelters to, you know, counseling individual women, no matter where they were located in life, whether they were at home giving birth to children and curating environments for family or best-selling authors or someone who might even be a celebrity. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the other way in which I do my work in the world is to work with large-scale system change, where I was working with the Department of Education here in California for nearly two decades. So essentially, what I serve in the world is the feminine principle. That's mm-hmm. what I serve in all of her manifestations across cultures, socioeconomic status, age, sexual identity. Now, over the past several years, I have have crafted my offerings to the world to speak to the changing conditions for both men and women, Mm -hmm. primarily focused on animating the feminine principles that are so necessary for moving the world forward now, what what I believe, and clearly what we're seeing right now in the culture, Mm -hmm. which is for a woman to step into her life purpose and to live the pure radiant light of her love you know, propelled to strive beyond the limitations of her own mother's lives, whether that was how her mother was living her love relationship or the job that she had in the world or the habits that prevented her from stepping fully into her her complete expression, right? And this sort of renewed movement to restore relevance and value to the feminine in our lives is also something that is required of to restore in the world. So those values are things like intuition, imagination, uh, sensuality, the subtle body of emotions. You know, quantum physicists sort of point to these things as marginalized superpowers, right? Mm -hmm. But those superpowers are the things that we have seen that Earth-based mother cultures have always understood as pathways to align with ourselves and the energies of the universe and the world that we are responsible for, the earth. So these, are, these sensibilities allow us to return to something that may have been previously considered lost to the path, past, but now we are re-inhabiting this in our individual lives and collectively as a society. And that's really what Gene Houston points to as a regenesis of society, is this putting back together of this sensibility that then can take action in the world to restore the world. So Mm. that's really what I do in my work, individually or collectively. And some of the programs that I run, like uh, the the Feminosity course that you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. is Feminosity is really... uh, quantum woman glow Mm. that's where a woman through that course gets to create a direct relationship with with her sense of being a sentient being right Mm. you know feminosity is that uh quality a woman acquires when she lives in her intuition and uh and power in full partnership with the energy of the universe and in that course i teach how to do that through a five-stage process called heroine's journey the other way in which i make um, an, a similar offering but by crossing cultures is to invite individuals to actually come and spend time in taos pueblo with my collaborator robert marable mm-hmm. so that they not only sort of hear about what this looks like and feels but they have a direct experience of actually inhabiting a space with a group of people who are still very much organizing their day-to-day lives around these sensibilities as a priority. And there's a lot we can learn from cultures who do that because they're basically there to sort of show and tell to the degree that they feel common is appropriate 
so that we can learn the best of what these cultures have to teach us about modern people moving forward. So that's, that's my work. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing your work. Thank you for sharing about your work here. And one of the things that feels so appropriate, this is the first podcast of this series and that I've ever done and meant to really support this emerging Koya online book class where we're exploring the themes of the, the matrix of creation that lives in our body, that our bodies literally, as women, have the ability to create life. So whether that's a baby, a book, a business, that this, this lives in us, this feminine principle, this, this creation principle. And as we start to explore the feminine principle that you talk about in our own lives, the thing that I'm really hearing in your description, and I feel like is really important for people to understand when they're at the beginning of a journey is that, once we map out the transformational process individually, we do have a better sense of how to do that collectively. Mm. And that, you know, the fact that you do those things, both that you really work with people individually, and then you also work collectively, I find really, really inspiring. And I'm curious if you've ever experienced this or, because right now in this moment, I'm just feeling it's such a, a motivation because we, we can so clearly see outside of us all these areas in which the world is ready to evolve and shift and change and improve. And, um, and then, but that one of the investments in that is our own personal growth right. and our own integration of the feminine principle. Instead of being like the world has gone wrong, that we can, we can take the responsibility to look at ourselves, to bring ourselves into right relationship. Mm -hmm. And then we can be so much more productive in the collective regenesis of society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now more than ever. You know, uh, people used to go turn towards their spiritual practice with the question, who am I? And the the making of that answer uh, was the practice itself that we encounter who we are as sentient beings when we live towards the discovery of that answer. Mm. So that question of who am I has moved out of uh, historically, um, how can I say it? We're not asking that of the holy anymore. We're not asking that of the invisible force behind this visible life. Where we ask it now tends to be with our coach, with our counselor, right? With our good friend, where we're asking, what is my true meaning and value in this life? What's my purpose this life? Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to be doing it? How can I feel states of flow and ease in my life? I want to feel more freedom. You hear that word a lot, okay? All of these things have to do with the discovery of self. And what we have been told is that ourselves are sort of limited to the name you've been given, the family you were born to, the culture that surrounds you, and the job opportunities that are available to you. But what we really are coming to understand is that the self isn't limited to any of that. And the first 
place to go and discover that is in conversation where you are being challenged to increase your ability to self-reflect, to become more self-aware. And because of that, to realize that your sense of self isn't what you thought it was. And you have to die a number of necessary deaths to let that old version of yourself, those old perspectives of the world, fall away. And to have a very beautiful, vulnerable encounter with the world from fresh eyes. Okay, the alien other in you, which is something that you are called to incorporate, a perspective that is different than what you've ever known the world to be before and to take that on. Right? And it's not just a head trip. This is in the body, which is why a koya is so important, is that it asks you to imagine beyond the version of you that you're presently occupying and to become something else, to become your larger quantum self, the you that's made up of vibrating frequencies of light, stardust and matter, because you are literally in our DNA and that you are a part of the world you're in, you're participating in it, just as the sun is, the rivers, the night sky, the call of an eagle. Those things are not separate from you in a dualistic reality. You are a part of that whole quantum universe. And from that place, you begin to move into the world with your choices of how you will... Hmm, to save the world is to savor the world, okay? Because when you fall in love with your sense of self as everywhere, then you are standing for the aliveness, not only in yourself, but in the world. And that's the move that we see happening now. Notice my, my language there. It's purposeful. It's a move, okay? It's a, it's, a, it's a psychological understanding, but it's a literal physical movement that we have to inhabit through the way that we move our bodies, the way that we make the sounds we make, and the, how we enjoy all of the things in our environment that influence us in our aliveness, sight, sound, smell, touch, these are activation points. We seem to think that consciousness is, you know, exists from the neck up, but we know that consciousness and intelligence is throughout the body as it is throughout the body that we call the earth. And to encounter all that and to have it available to you, it means to enter that, to enter that space through the understanding that I'm describing or through just the direct experience of it through something like Koya. Okay, so anything done with mindfulness is going to take you to a new space. And, and Koya is a consciousness. Okay, entering Koya, you're entering a consciousness. And that's what makes it so relevant, so timely, and so powerful. Because our understanding and value of what something like Koya has to offer now is shifting. It's not just dance class. Okay, we're way beyond dance class here. We're actually moving consciousness when you move with it Attention. And, and of mm. course, this is no news to indigenous culture. This is ex exactly how they animate the life force in the world. Mm. To save the world is to savor the world. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> there, there is, as you were speaking, I thought of this idea that Koya is based on that through movement, 
we remember. Mm -hmm. And I say we remember our essence as wise, wild, and free, but also those words are, you know, it's pretty difficult to minimize one's essence into three words, but they're, they're close enough. Uh, but that, mm -hmm. that has always been the premise just move the body with intention and and with self-inquiry and yourself will be revealed to you to the to the extent at which you can hold it and and really stretching mm -hmm. and expanding that capacity so I love the way you articulated you know the self-inquiry and whether it's in conversation or whether it's actually in movement and that's the other thing I've really I feel so humble about bringing Koya in a modern context when it's such an ancient wisdom, you know, across time, across mm -hmm. culture, gathering around the fire, dancing, you know, bringing, bringing these, this animation to life through the body is, uh, I feel like it's an innate human need. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's, it is. It's it really is a human need. Yeah, it, it's, it's a need to be and feel related, a sense of relatedness, a sense of connection. You know, the stress response in the body is a result of the fear of real or perceived danger, disconnection, where the life force is being threatened, when the limbic brain kicks in, and we're all living, you know, in massive levels of stress right now, okay? The antidote to that is when we're in the relaxation response, where we, we begin to open with our breath, the blood vessels in our pores, you know, everything opens, 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 and the body is flooded with all the hormones and the biochemistry that makes us feel full, present, engaged, accepted, desired, a sense of belonging, a sense of relatedness. That's when we as humans thrive, when we allow ourselves to feel that sense of profound connection. And any one of us can feel that when we choose to. To, whether we remember something where we feel awe and wonder or we're directly choosing it by encountering, by engaging with something like Koya where you're choosing to activate that. You come home to yourself. You come home to the world. You come home to the planet that you live on. And when you're located, then you are tuned in, turned on, just like who was that Timothy Leary. Okay, this is that epicenter. This is where you're at your full power and your full presence. And we all want that. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, we're willing to pay a lot of money to get it mm -hmm. in the wrong places. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I feel like that's a really powerful way to, to close the beginning seed of, of this very big conversation with this concept of choosing. And so I'm very grateful to everyone that's listening and chose to be in this conversation for this first podcast of Lifestyle Reverence and this conversation with Dr. Ann Davin and I. And then also as we move forward to really take with us this, this choice, you know, this choice that we have and this uh, intention to participate with our free will, but also be conscious of what we are choosing. And so I know that anyone who wants to feel more able to access that part of themselves would benefit so much from your work, Anne. And so I'm curious if you can share with people how people could learn more about what you do, your web, your beautiful website. Mm -hmm. Sure. Thank you for asking. So, 
uh, you can find me at andavin.com. And what you'll see is a variety of offerings if you want to work with me individually. I have some coaching programs available. And then there's also the courses that you heard me talk about, which is Feminosity, which is a home study or a small group intensive for 12 women. And of course, there's the annual live event that I do in Taos Pueblo that you heard me mention. And I'm thrilled that this year that Rochelle and Koya will be joining us. And that's called Movement, Myth, and the Mysteries of Water. (laughs) So, Anne, thank you so much. I continue to swoon with every syllable. I am so grateful, so grateful for your voice in the world and in my world. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I trust that the seeds that were planted here will grow. And I'd love to end with a prayer that we may each feel that source point in ourself to be able to choose and to be able to choose with great love and that on this forever journey as we're in this now moment that we find the courage to keep choosing in alignment with the highest good of all. To continue the conversation, visit us at koya.love, Q-O-Y-A dot L-O-V-E, and lifestyleofreverence.com for more information about movement, rituals, community, and pilgrimage.